morning or all. Welcome into your Wednesday on SENZ. It is Izzy and Ricardo for breakfast at five past six. And uh, Izzy, how was your mm. Waitangi day, bro? What did you end up doing? Morena, Rick Dog. Yes. Um, oh, mate, it was a great day, actually. I got up early and went to the gym. It was good to be able to do a class at around 6.30ish. So, yeah, went and sweated out some uh, some treats. Well, not really. Got the day off to a good start. And then, uh, what did I do yesterday? I, first time, we took the um, Tilly's pony down the river Ooh. and took her for a nice little uh, ride and took a wee picnic down there. And uh, that was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I'd get into the old <laughs> horsey, horsey life, but Tilly loved it. My son absolutely hated it because he had to walk, but uh, <laughs> that was all right. <laughs> I had to carry him on my shoulders, and well, this horse got a little bit tired after a wee while. Um, but yeah, just a day out with the family, mate. It was it was quite odd having a having a day off in the in the middle of the week, particularly for for Waitangi Day. But a good day out, mate. Plenty happening. What about you? What did you get up to? Yeah, much. Well, didn't ride a horse down to the river, but uh, much the same. You know, sort of hung out with mm. the family. Uh, we went out. We went out and had brunch. And um, then, you know, sort of tutooed around home for a bit. And then um, I had to do a bit of work on the show, obviously. So Rach took Ilaria out to the beach. They went to PR for a few hours. And, mm. yeah, I just uh, managed to crack into some crack into some work and uh, do a bit of tidying around the house and just chilled out, basically. I, I'm a big fan of four-day work weeks, to tell you that much for free. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking, should I come out and say that? But no, you've done it. And you've just said what I was thinking. It's great, mate. We're at Wednesday already. And just, just on that, is, is Rach similar to Daisy in terms of uh, in, the, in the fact of I get nominated mm. with no input, no say whatsoever mm. to be a parent helper? Oh, yeah. At school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you get nominated all the time? Oh, yeah. I got sent on school <laughs> camp last year, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Did you – you didn't put your hand up and say, oh, I'll do that, darling. You just found out? I found out. Yeah, I'll put you down for school camp because you can go. I don't want to go, but you can go. and It'll be really good for you <laughs> and be good for Laria to have you there. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, then. Sounds good. When's yeah. this happening? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what's happening to me. All of a sudden, I find out on Friday I've got to go down to the beach and, and be a, a, t- a parent helper at the beach for beach day. Oh. So the kids are having a hell of a week. I think they've got a picnic, some picnic today, and then on Friday they go to beach day for speech safety, and I've got to wander around with me, with me puku hanging out. But, um, yeah, that's that's what's happening. And I only found out the other day that I'm doing this. So I was just thinking, man, I wonder if Rick Dog's in the same yeah. boat. We just get – look, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. But I'm like, well, why, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, I've, got, I've got things to do, Israel. Go get my nails done and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. But, anyway, that's, that's what's happening this week. Big – Kids are back at school, and uh, there's uh, you know plenty of help to be had. And then you know we'll be chipping away at this, mate, because yesterday there was plenty going on. Mm. The Phoenix grind out and uh, a nice draw. Well, it was a tiring looking draw against the Central Coast Mariners. We'll be talking a bit about that. And then we had the Black Caps, mate, um, who are in a pretty convincing, confidently lead at the moment against the uh, underwhelming um, South African protest. So plenty happening, and I got rivered in a multi Ooh, again yesterday. You? What happened? Tell yeah. talk us through it. Talk us through it. Ah, uh, you want to know? Okay, so I had a three-legger. <laughs> you can't <laughs> bring it up and a, then it'll tell us. I know, I know. I had a bonus bet because 
I've got a bonus bet because if you take a four leg bonus bet and you miss by one, you get a, a mega buster coming back. So I had a bonus bet and I put it on uh, yesterday's race day at Tauhirini uh, Nikau. And I had in race four, I had a top three at Rabega. It came third, that paid two bucks. And then at race eight, I had Sign of Peace, that came third, and that paid a dollar ninety. Mm. Well, in the main race of the day, I had in race seven, I had Magnifique. And you remember last year when we talked about Nag- Magnifique? Well, yeah. this thing has riveted me twice. I think it was Christmas Eve or, or the 23rd of December it raced, and it won its first two by eight lengths. So it was a hot horse, paid dollar seventy. Well, I took it again yesterday for a top three. It came fourth, and uh, it was paid four bucks for a top three. So I would have got paid plenty. Town Crier actually won that race yesterday, so that's a that's a good horse. But um, yeah, that was my day. I'm just forever getting rivered, mate. <laughs> getting rivered. I didn't. I I stayed away. I stayed away yesterday. <laughs> so uh, it's, 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 I've still got money in my back pocket. So that's good. I'm happy <sighs> about that. Happy about that. I can't do that. Oh, mate. Well, let's get into this, eh? Round one. It is the triple threat, the three big questions of the day. Are rumours coming out of Australia? Not even rumours. Joe Manu's been talking about it. Mm. Maybe he'd like to come back and play some rugby union, play for the All Blacks. Um, first thing I thought is, like, has he not talked to Roger Tuivasa-Shek? <laughs> what do you think, uh, Izzy? What's your immediate take on this? I think it'd be a great move. I, I think when you, when you talk about Roger, and I've been open about... This conversation is Roger was never given a chance. Yes, he was given a chance to play, but I feel like Roger was never given a chance to play his position. Roger predominantly played in the outside backs in league, and there's a lot of similarities to playing on the outsides to league and to rugby. You know, ball in hand, space, you're not really in a, a distributor unless you're playing full back. You get the ball, you run. Roger's biggest asset is his footwork and speed. When you're playing in 12, you're very limited. You, you get very limited opportunities. You've got to be a bit more of a distributor. You're in the line for your defensive dominance. And um, that, that was kind of where, where Roger, I feel, was let down. Chuck him on the wing where you don't have to really kick. You get the ball, you run, you score tries, and you open teams up. For Joey Manu, I, I think he could definitely make it in, in rugby union. Going from league to rugby, I feel like is a bit more challenging mm. than going from rugby to league uh, because rugby is similar to league in the fact, but it's got no rucks. There's no real rules that are that are based around offsides, ruck entries, um, you know, breakdown. Structure, basically, yeah. Structure. There's, it's just a lot more structured to league. Mm. So him going from league to rugby, I feel like could work. And I feel like it could work in the entirety of the backline positions. I could see him playing 12. He's a big body, and he's defensively very good. He plays a lot at centre, so he's got to be a distributor, a link man. So him going from league to rugby and playing in the centres, I could see it working. But also, I can see him being dominant in the outside backs. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, the thing that makes me go, who's the Mm -hmm. attack coach at the All Blacks now? The same guy that I think mismanaged Roger. And Leon McDonald, and that, Leon McDonald, you know, I mean, Leon may have learned from that, you know, maybe, but yeah. I, I would certainly have big question marks over it if I was Joey Manu, because you know, you saw what's happened to Roger Tuivasa-Shek. He pretty much played very little football in the last two years. You don't want to yeah. be in that position. No, nah, you you don't, and, and that's always the risk. 
you know, when you're, when you're making a change. He played a lot through high school. So did Roger. Roger played a, a lot through high school, but Roger played a lot in the outsides. So if Joey Money comes over, he's got to be staunch. He's got to be demanding on, on where he wants to play. If he wants to play at 12, that's his position. If he wants to have a crack in the outside, you give him a crack. What Roger, uh, what, what Joey Money wants to do. Don't say you're coming in, we have very limited players at 12. We've got a stacked outside back uh, contingency. You have to play 12. And that's what I feel like happened to Roger. They had no 12s. He was the guy that had to fill that void, and it didn't work. Um, so, yeah, Joey's got to be demanding on, on when he comes over. If he comes over, he ain't going to be leaving the Roosters. He's been pretty adamant about that. He is a, a tri-colours through and through. Um, but if he comes over, you've got to give him into a position that he feels like suits him. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I think 12, or you chuck him in that fullback and give him a crack. Where would you want to see Joey Manu play? Double eight, double three, the Temper Bedpost mm. text machine. Uh, do, do, a, do you think he'll work in Union? Do you want him to switch? And B, if he does go to Union, where do you mm. think his best position is? Let us know. Double eight, double three. We've already heard from Mark, who, uh, morning boys, the best bacon and egg muffins are at the Quick Kiwi Park House. Uh, in the 03. That is from Mark. We didn't ask that question, Mark, but I love the <laughs> recommendation. Thank you very much. Yeah, you got me I'm feeling. Now. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Round two. Uh, Izzy, I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday, mm. um, Roger Goodell, who is the NFL commissioner, laughed <laughs> off claims that the NFL had scripted the romance between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift to allow the pop star to use the Super Bowl to bolster support for Joe Biden in the presidential election. <laughs> Um, I, that is a real long bow to draw. So it got me thinking, what is the most random sporting conspiracy you've ever heard? I'll tell you one thing. The mm. NFL and Roger Goodell aren't, aren't angry that Taylor Swift is circling. Like, you have to think the impact she's had on that sport. Mm. And, you know, all the conspiracy theorists will be out there going and saying this is all part of the gag and the NFL are putting one in, in, in Travis Kelsey's back pocket. But, um, yeah, he'll be, a, he'll be a happy man now. Um, for me, I've been a part of one. I've been a part of one. I don't know if you remember 2016. Yeah. When there was a listening device found in the All Blacks oh, yes, <laughs> meeting right. room in the seat. In the seat. Well, I was playing in that test, and I, for one, I did not know that our rooms got scoped out by a security team from top to bottom looking for listening devices. Well, they actually found one that week, and it blew up. It absolutely blew up. And there was a war of words back from the Australians. We were blaming the Australians. Australia were blaming us that we planted it. And it was this whole big conspiracy. And as players, we're thinking, what the hell's going on? Like, who would want to listen to Steve Henson absolutely spraying us and talking <laughs> talking down to us? So it made no sense. So um, that was probably one that blew up out of proportion. From uh, and, and the reality is, it came down to nothing. I think it was a seat. Someone was trying to listen to some important meeting, but the reality is that listening device had been dead for years. And right. uh, the security team found it. And then the Australian police tried to blame the security guy for for making his CV look good and him planting it himself and creating and wasting police uh, resources. So it blew up. And I'm really good mates with that guy, Andrew, um, my, my good mate who's uh, a part of the security team, and, yeah, I think he took it quite personally. But that was a conspiracy that blew up that I was a part of. Yeah, what that, about you, mate? What have you heard? Well, there's been some crazy ones. Oh, mate, there's been all sorts. There's been all sorts of, of, of crazy uh, conspiracy theories over the years about about different things. A lot of it uh, to do with referees. 
and which referees are given which games and why they're given these games and things like that. But, uh, yeah, nothing to the extent of the NFL has engineered a relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift so that (laughs) Joe Biden can get elected as president. Yeah, that is crazy. Look, don't get me started on conspiracy. We can go down the nine, the nine eleven World Trade Center's uh, <laughs> hole if you want to, but um, no, we won't go there. And just quickly, I read last night about. Do you remember the two thousand nine mm. Bloodgate? Yeah, with uh, the Harlequins over in uh, the Premiership when the Doctor ran on, and <laughs> to wait, may one of the players bite into this fake blood coming out of his mouth because you got blood in your mouth, you get to go off and you can replace it with an already sub player. Yeah. And the, and the doctor went out and made this player bite this blood and it poured out of his mouth and then that player had to go off. And I think Nick Evans came back on for the Harlequins so they could try and win. He got fined $250,000 uh, pound. So wow. it was a big fine, but that was pretty crazy, I think, to yeah. the extent that people go to to get players back on. Yeah, well, there was one, and I'm trying to remember which league it was, and I think it might have been in South America, maybe in Argentina, where um, a goalkeeper... Uh, basically had a had a, a, a razor blade uh, and cut himself, cut his head, um, yeah. and went down clutching it and claimed that he had been hit by something thrown by the cra- from the crowd, so that they would oh. get the points. They'd get the game would be abandoned and his team would get the points. <laughs> would you get? Would you do something similar? No, 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 no. Oh, mate, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Next level. Um, Marcus takes it through. Get Manu out of the Roosters ASAP. How about backing reserve? Back reserve. Back reserve. Domingo on the reserve. Domingo on the reserves. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that's just because Mark. He won't leave the Roosters. Go be on the reserves, Marky. No, but I think Mark is a, <laughs> is a Rabbitohs fan, so that might say something about <laughs> the Roosters it's as true. well. Size right. twelve, please. Size twelve. Size twelve. All right. Uh, crack on. Let's go this one. Round three. Now, Robbie, have you got the audio of this? No, you haven't. Okay, I wasn't clear enough in my instructions. That's on me. It's not on you, but. I found a couple of things on ESPN yesterday. College, I saw them. college they were basketball, random <laughs> as hell. So, Durham Stadiums, full stadiums, college basketball, mm. and they've obviously yeah. got these sponsorships. And one of them was, and everybody was dressed as bacon, which was weird. But basically, if the opposition player missed two free throws in a row, everybody in the stadium got free bacon. And then they had another one that was if every, if the person got missed two the opposition was two in a row they got free chicken. I, I'm not yeah. sure what that was about, but it got me thinking. What pro sport? You know, they're all about engaging fans, getting bums on seat. What would entice you to go to a sport you don't normally follow? Free food, entertainment. <laughs> free food, entertainment is hundred percent correct. Like you talk about the Super Bowl. You know, mm. the number one question you get asked, who played at halftime? Who played at halftime? Who was the big halftime act? And that's the question I was lucky enough to go in 2020, and that's the only – they don't even care who played. They don't even care that the Chiefs won their maiden Super Bowl, Patty Mahomes against the 49ers. They want to know who was at halftime. J-Lo, Shakira, outstanding. So it has to be entertainment. And in regards to the food side of things, the Crusaders actually did one. For the last couple of years, so you know when you kick a penalty or, or a free kick and you kick it into touch? Yeah. If the crowd catches it on the full, they got given a bag of sausages. <laughs> that is <laughs> from, I, think, I think it was from Hallers or, or one of the major sponsors down here. So they'd go around and, and if you caught it on the full, you got a bag of sausages. So I'd have to say it'd be something similar. And I think that's a question for everyone out there as well. And double eight, double three. 
there's entertainment, something free. You know, look in the basketball. You, you get a half-time shot from half, half court, you win $10,000. You've always seen it in the NBA. Um, yes, on-field is very important, but it has to be a spectacle and entertaining. And, you know, with the Crusaders, they've got the horses at So A lot of people only go to watch those games, watch the horses ride around, particularly from kids. Um, so what would make you get out of be a double eight, double three, you know, something free? Everyone loves a freebie. So I'll tell you, say it's free and entertainment. Free and entertainment. I remember a few years ago, the old uh, the guy who passed away now died in that horrible hot helicopter crash, the uh, the, mm. the former Leicester City owner, the tie, the tie mm. businessman. Uh, it was his birthday. So he shouted the entire stadium, a pie and a beer. So you, when you went and sat down and your seat there was a voucher for a pie and a beer on every seat in the stadium. Mm. That's pretty good. Wow, that's pretty good. And, and just on that, if do you know the one rule I hate? No, I'm just going off topic here. But if you're at a golf course and you get a hole in one, mm. you have to shout the bar. <laughs> they should shout. Oh, I'm not saying I've got one and not even being close, but I can't understand that rule. You get a hole in one, you've got to shout the bar. They need to change. You be shouted for life. Yeah, mind you, my old football team that I used to play with, like, uh, so I played uh, with. Fencibles for a while, and then I switched to Metro, mm. and it was bo- it was the same both places. If it was your birthday, you shouted the first round. <laughs> so <laughs> how does that make sense? Hey, you just want to well, have your birthday outside the season. That's what you want.